Welcome back guys to Left Like Love with Yuvan and Jihan, the podcast where we talk about life, death and everything in between. Today we have a beautiful guest with us, my girlfriend, Lina Shri. <laughs> Hello. Nice to have you back, Lina. Um, so we have Lina with us because we wanted to talk about uh, something something that I personally haven't had, I haven't ventured into very extensively but uh, Lina has been doing a lot of research and reading on it and something that you love to share with us. So today we're going to talk about animal abuse, animal cruelty and animal testing. Yeah, I think today's yeah. episode is discussing the exploitation of how we take animals as less than us and we take advantage of them rather than doing human testing because somehow we count that as inhumane but rather doing it on animals we somehow our moral seems to justify it but yes, yeah which is yeah. yep which so, is actually the the same stance that people who are against cannibalism take <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't know about you guys but sometimes i feel like like if i'm using a product that doesn't state that it's against animal cruelty then i feel a bit like sad you know like it's do you guys feel that way yeah i do uh i i became a bit more self-conscious about the products i choose and going through them just to make sure that you know there isn't any monkeys or rabbits being hurt in the process of it all but yeah i do i've become self-conscious in the process but yeah it's a bit it's a bummer i think i've been a very uh what's the word very oblivious to um, reading the packages before I buy products. I think for the longest time, I didn't even uh, know that um, these a lot of products are being uh, tested on animals. And it's not until much recently, I think about three years ago or two years ago, that I uh, understood what animal cruelty is, what they do in order to test their products and uh, how it affects these animals. And I think that's why we have uh, Lina with us on the show today because... Um, uh, we'll love her. We'll love for her to shed some light on this issue, on a global scale and maybe even on a on a local Malaysian scale. I mean, I'm no way in any shape or form like uh, someone who should be talking about this because I only did my research. I mean, I've been doing a bit of research since like four years ago, and I've made it a habit to kind of uh, whenever I pick up a product to check the labeling and everything. And to actually see if they if they do test on animals or not, which I think is a good practice lah to have, if you're someone who is concerned about it. But uh, basically, it's very 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 hard to find products that are animal cruelty free. And if you do find any, they're normally very expensive because they are usually imported. A lot of uh, major brands choose not to eliminate animal testing because their aim is usually to supply to big communities big countries so basically china is a huge consumer market right and they still have laws where uh, it's it's necessary for you to test on animals in order to sell your products in china so a lot of huge companies a lot of big names that we are familiar with do test on animals and it's very very hard to find companies that are that are more ethical in this sense i think uh, what you're saying 
holds holds uh, holds a place that's very close to my heart when it uh, comes to human exploitation as well because um, a lot of uh, a lot of well-to-do companies are very common um, we we go to daily companies uh, are also um, implementing uh, human exploitation human slavery and a lot of these companies are right in front of our faces but we don't know that this is happening in the background and i think this um, if if it's right for me to say it's it also applies to companies that do animal testing and um, i think uh, i remember body shop was it body shop um, that that promotes their products uh, that markets their products as a non non cruelty uh, non cruelty company yeah body right? shop is one of them See, uh, You're right. Body younger, shop is one of them. Right. I, I, I just needed to, to confirm that because when I was younger and we would go to the malls and all of that, Body Shop was literally the only store that said out loud, like up up front, you know, we don't uh, we don't condone animal testing and animal cruelty, which made that uh, a selling point, a marketing point, which is only now that I realize wow, like people are using that to sell their products. The fact that, hey, it should be the bare minimum that products aren't tested on animals, but this company is using the fact that no one knows about that and pushing it in your face and saying, hey, we are now the only company or one of the only companies that don't test on animals and market that to you in order for you to buy their product. It shows that there's a lot that we as the human race still don't know or are completely unaware of when it comes to big names and big companies. What are some of the the basic the 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 typical products that we would buy or use that um use that uh, that condone animal testing and animal cruelty? Uh, products that condone animal testing. Yeah, like the ones that actually conduct the uh, testing on animals. And... Basically, like uh, when it comes to shampoos, conditioners, eye drops any kind of pharmaceutical uh, drug or product, or even hair dyes, where these tests are basically, uh, for example, most of the animals that they used are, that they use in animal testing are very small uh, animals. So they're mostly like mice, rabbits, uh, birds, mostly chicken, fish, guinea pigs, amphibians, and even dogs and cats in some countries. So some of these tests, when we say animal testing, for example, uh, it's a it's a common fact that uh, cigarette companies test on uh, rabbits, where they basically put them in uh, these contraptions to hold them in one place by the neck, and they force a cigarette into their mouth to test their cigarettes, which is very 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 cruel. But a lot of people don't know about it. And uh, also includes pumping lubricants, varnishes, and etc. into directly into the stomach of uh, mice, like like a food feeder kind of thing into the stomachs of mice, or even like uh, eye drops full of chemicals or any chemical that they would like to test into the eyes of these small animals or injecting them. But the most inhumane part to me is that before they conduct any of these tests they don't give them any sort of anesthesia so they feel all the pain 
and all the irritancy that comes with these chemicals. Right. I think, yeah, it's pretty insane how far people will go just to get those certifications that, yeah, it's fine for you to use it on your skin or for you to use it during sex and stuff like that. But it's a bit insane. Uh, I saw this video on Vice about experimenting on animals and the i mean based on my understanding the root cause of all of this started with them trying to find cures for vaccines and um for conditions that like you know for instance hiv or now very popular dengue and so um i think the biomedical primary research center in netherlands is known for using monkeys to test and find cures for diseases and m- m- currently what they mainly do is actually they use them for to enhance and refine the drugs that already exist if there are any drugs with a side effect they're trying to further test that to eliminate as many side effects as they can get and they're like i think that four thousand monkeys in the center and based on what they said uh they claim only 10 percent are end up going to be they are 10% of the monkeys that you know reach four years old and meet their criteria end up going for those experiments but they claim that they meet all of the criteria you know but still when you look at the scenes and when you watch the documentary if you get a chance please do it's horrible to see the things that they go through you know the first thing they do is that they shave a bit of the hair off and they give them a tattoo so it's easy to identify and if they were to test for tuberculosis they would inject the eyelids so that easiest to see if uh, the monkey is positive for tuberculosis or not and then they further go on to um, like inject them with um, low dosages of the virus itself like HIV or dengue and then hope to find vaccines for that sort of thing but it's pretty insane to 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 see that you know this started initially with them trying to find a cure for polio and yes there have been milestones achieved through these things you know like finding kiosks for polio and stuff like that but it seems like a very medieval level of experimentation that we can now actually move forward from but i don't know why we don't because it's probably just cost them more money to do so but i, I thought it was ridiculous it's nice that now. you brought that up because it's crazy to me also that that most companies still practice uh still practice animal testing when it's it's such a backdated practice. I mean, it's, yeah. there are so many alternatives to it. I was reading about it and now you can use uh, in vitro cell cultures or bacteria cultures. Like they yes. used to extract insulin from uh, pigs and cows, pancreas, right? But now mm-hmm. they, they use it, they extract it from bacteria cultures. And there's also computer models that you can use to log and study how all these chemicals react, right? Because there have been so many tests done on animals already in the previous years that we can just use the data. We don't have to keep doing it over and over again. Exactly. It drives me crazy, it's, honestly. Yeah, that was, the f- that was the key word that I grasped from the entire documentary. It is a medieval method of experimenting just, just to get the certifications that is safe for human use. I... I mean, there are like so many things that, like you said, and why, if the government is funding so many, so much of these things, why do they just fund it towards cruelty-free processes, you know? <laughs> Not even the government, like billion-dollar corporations, like uh, one of the well-known names, household names that we know, like Unilever, they produce oh God, anything Dove. and everything almost. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah Sunsilk. 
and they all test on animals solely because countries like China require it as the law for uh, these companies to sell their products to people in China. There's even like scandals with uh, brands like Maybelline. And when I read about this, it shocked me because for the longest time I've been using Maybelline, like all the people out there who use cosmetics are familiar with Maybelline's like uh, foundation or eyeliner. And they've actually, this company Maybelline has actually been uh, confronted about their, their animal cruelty test, right? And on their official website, they they've uh, addressed this question and they say that no Maybelline does not use uh or distribute products that have been tested on animals they've improved now but they still sell their products in China so that is a blatant lie that they are selling to their customers it's crazy like how far brands are willing to go to deny and deny their responsibility yeah, I think the corporate lie as a whole is a ridiculous. I mean, unrelated but somewhat similar, uh, relevant example is that I found out yesterday that Reebok owns Adidas and they're planning to sell it off or kill the company. And I thought to myself, for years now, I look at the shelves and I see Reebok going head on head against Adidas in like JD and all of that. But to find out that they're both owned by the same company and they're both like competing against each other in the same industry and that's just another thing that um like unilever likes to do as well you know they release products like dove and sunsilk and they go head on each other and sort of give the illusion to the consumer that hey we're giving you choices but at the end of the day there's one guy sitting up there making those billion dollars exactly and, and then using a, that B, money it's the same thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and then using that money to further uh, conduct these inhumane acts like torturing animals just for the sake of get avoiding a lawsuit but those acts itself should bring him them more lawsuits you know the law I on this yeah, sorry sorry go on, go on no no the law on this is so vague and and not well equipped that they that they just don't enforce it well enough that's just what i want to say i was just about to ask you that you know i, I it's not uncommon that um, big names, big companies induce competition by introducing more than one company into into their market, and that isn't a lie. That is a that is knowledge that is um, that is open that is available to the public. It's just a matter of whether people are willing to put in the effort and uh, look through their their data logs and uh, their 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 records, right? Yeah. And I think that's very common la, among all companies. Malaysia worldwide like we, we even spoke about this on one of our tech uh, episodes when it comes to the chipsets that are being produced for smartphones and all the other components that are being produced for smartphones but inducing competition in order for you to gain profit is not the same as um, putting up a front and lying about what you're doing in the company you know when you take backdoor routes in order for you to um, conduct illegal testing or unwarranted testing and in front of the world you say something else you say the opposite these companies should be held liable and it seems to me that a lot of us uh, a lot of this information is aware it is up online um, aside from those companies that are doing it underground or backdoor but a lot of these companies 
their 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 testing and whatever their activities are that are illegal are up online which is uh, how which is the reason that we can have this conversation which which is the reason that we can talk about statistics and talk about all these um, household companies that uh, conduct animal testing the problem that 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 seems to me is that no one is doing anything about it or at least not enough people are doing anything about it with this knowledge that they have or that these companies are too powerful that they have so much money that they have enough support and enough people to back them up um in terms of in terms of um defeating the law which is why i wanted to ask uh, which is why when you brought up the law it, it uh, segued well into what i wanted to ask you what are the laws exactly when it comes to uh, animal testing in malaysia or in the us or generally based on what i know uh, and and what i read there aren't enough laws that protect animals from being used to test cosmetic products and the ingredients in those products and there is what we call the animal welfare act in 2015 that has certain guidelines on what we can and cannot test on and there's another act called the malaysian code of practice 2010 that also sets a, a rules of requirements needed to the kinds of um, lo- the the facilities needed the enclosures and sets those standards for what needs to be done for the animals uh, if they were going to be used but other than those guidelines there aren't actual bannings on anything rather than just hey if you're going to do it do it right but no like we are going to completely not allow it malaysia is not one of those countries that go into the list of 44 i think 44 out of the 44 countries that actually ban animal testing uh, we still actually do conduct them and it's it's horrible i think they haven't updated it since 2015 based on what i'm seeing here i mean we are struggling as a country to keep our malayan tigers alive how are they supposed to fend off uh, animal testing when they don't give enough attention to endangered animals in our country let alone our national animal <laughs> so i don't yeah. think that these guidelines are being followed necessarily because there there are always uh, loopholes in the law that these major cop- corporates will look for and they'll go to any extent basically to avoid being a more ethical company in the name of profit yeah so this then begs the question what can we as as civilians as, as people do about it besides signing petitions or um, raising awareness on social media what can we do to actually make a difference um i think the first thing would be to stop to do more research and to stop buying their products i wouldn't actually, i wouldn't and, uh, say to stop buying as a whole because there are things that have become a necessity in our everyday lives like we need soap we need shampoo we need uh anything and everything you name it it probably has been tested on animals but if you ask me the steps that you can take as a more ethical consumer is to shop more locally buy local products buy products from small businesses rather than these huge corporates who you know don't have the funding to test on animals nor do they have the interest to test on animals but do your research 
if you are interested in that kind of thing or you can support large brands too that that are advocates for animal cruelty against animal cruelty like uh covergirl is cruelty free lush is cruelty free bh cosmetics dose of colors uh birds bees glossier even fenty beauty is cruelty free and mm. there are other shampoos like the shampoos that uh we use husk the brand husk yeah. they are cruelty free so as a consumer if you would like to know if you like to take the first steps into knowing if if a product is cruelty free or not check the labels it's written behind on the bottles and stuff like that or you can google the company itself on this uh website i like to use it's called leapingbunny.org yeah it I tells you basically if the company link co- that in yeah. the bio the website is that possible on spotify now it should be i saw it it possible yesterday also just under a touch add on a bit more <laughs> when we discuss the law thing right it blows my mind but actually in malaysia you are even allowed to capture animals from the wild to be used for scientific research it doesn't necessarily have to be domesticated animals they can actually be animals from the wild then they don't necessarily have to be like um they could even be endangered species for all i care because there aren't specific guidelines for those kind of things and exactly. another interesting thing another interesting thing is that they use this code called the malaysian code of practice for the care and use of animals for scientific purposes this is adapted from the australian code of practice and the thing is in july 1st 2020 australia had banned animal testing on animals as of this year uh with the help of the national institute chemicals notification and assessment scheme wow uh, but it's interesting that <laughs> we who adapted their laws have not yet to keep up with it it's the same thing we did with the bloody suicide the suicide act we adapted it from india but every country who used it has already changed it and yet we are still using the old laws and we are yet doing the same with animal testing we adapt testing. laws but we never make an effort fast enough to improve in order for there yeah. to be any sort of change exactly Wait, you mean to say that there are no laws protecting endangered species in malaysia there are no animal there are laws there, there are, no are clear laws protecting laws. endangered species yeah there are there, there are, are laws there are laws protecting endangered species but in this context of the code of practice and on the permit that allows them to capture animals from wild to use for testing they don't list that certain animals from this range to this range, this range are not allowed i don't know if you'd have to refer the other endangered species law but as of now i don't see it on their website very it's interesting all is insane uh, it's it's a very interesting uh, insight uh, into the world of consumerism you know um, just as lena said earlier um, that she thinks that we should anyway i think we should uh, shop locally just because a lot of the things that you see online are just marketing schemes in order for you to fall prey to to giving them profit you know giving these big companies profit that many a time they will they would much rather use chemicals or animal testing or anything that would save them money in order for for you for them to capture your attention and for them to for you to buy their products and on the flip side shopping locally will will at least prevent you from from uh using using unknown chemicals or 
or contributing to this problem at a much larger scale. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to add that in that I think shopping locally is a is a good step forward. Uh, it also will help contribute to the country's GDP. Um, putting aside the politics of the country, the 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 whole reason, uh, as Lina and Yuvan explained earlier, as to why um, Malaysia has yet to uh, to implement. Um, laws that prevent animal abuse and animal testing is just because our country is full of corruption and the people who are sitting on top, all the politicians, I mean, most of the politicians are power crazy and will do anything to make profit. And, uh, <laughs> that's just yeah. a fact. And On that note, but, shop locally, guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think to add to that as well, like um, David Attenberg has a Netflix documentary that he newly released. It's called Life on Our Planet. Uh, it's a follow-up on the previous documentary, Our Planet, one of my favorites on Netflix, by the way. And it's his life testimony <laughs> of what how he's seen the world change throughout his life of going out and carrying out his documentaries and stuff like that. And it's it really helps when you start changing your behavior, like your own buying habits and your shopping behavior. Um, just you changing that helps then change the demand. And once you change the demand, then you start bringing in a lot more attention that these corporates have to realize that, oh, this is what the people want now. And they'll have to comply to that if they want to survive in the industry. And it's just a ripple effect from then on. You know, it happened with shark fins. Exactly. It can happen with cosmetic products too. And you you know, ask just... me, like, petitions don't do much. Oh, sorry, sorry. But Not petitions much. don't do much. They don't do anything, if you ask me. They only raise awareness or attention to the thing that you are petitioning for or the company that you are petitioning to change a certain thing. But it gives them room to choose whether to acknowledge the petition or not. But when you act as a consumer and you limit yourself from using their products, it forces them to change their ways. It forces them to listen to us. And that's something that I thought was important to highlight. Sorry, go on. That is a very uh, macro level uh, perspective that is important. But you know what? Even at a micro level, just be- being more aware of the products you buy, you know, doing research or reading the labels as I am learning to do in my life, will improve your life and your lifestyle tremendously. You know, It's not just about those companies, but if you are really uh, looking at it and how it affects you as a consumer, as a person, then taking these steps will also help you better your life and the people around you. Like if you, if you, are, if you, if you have a family and you're buying these products for your children, then you would want to know what is being put into these products that your children are using, you know, and why and more or less. Yeah, I mean, it's if that's one thing, you know, it's one thing to see the animal animal cruelty end, but there's so many more benefits that come with, you know, um, making better choices, choosing local products, choosing homemade products, choosing natural products. It comes with it being healthy on the longer run, help better for your skin, regardless and all of the things just educating yourself on what you buy next time could actually serve you in favor and ripple effect help an animal from going through suffering (laughs) that's actually a very common misconception actually when it comes to uh, the difference between a product that is vegan and a product that is animal cruelty free if a product that is vegan doesn't necessarily mean that it wasn't tested on an animal. 
It just means that it uses plant-based products. That's something that is very important here because just because you shop from a brand that says that this certain product is vegan doesn't mean that they are not testing on animals as a whole. Okay, mm. that's that's good information. I didn't actually know. Yeah, that. I didn't. I always thought that when they say that they are vegan, that they don't test on animals. But this is some good and painful light to receive on this issue. <laughs> Very painful. <And> just, <laughs> Just as you guys were talking about um, the flip side, you know, how there would be people who would argue, oh, but without animal testing, then how would we have uh, progressed scientifically? We wouldn't have had all these revelations and all these uh, technological and scientific advancements of our time. But isn't that the point? The point is that we have come so far in our world of science and technology that we should find ways to adapt, to create ways that are less cruel or not cruel at all in order for us to live uh, live a healthy life. But the fact is that all these MNCs and all these um, corporates, big companies are all in for the money. And that fact will almost never change until we change the system as a whole, the political system and our, our lifestyles. You know. As long as we live in a, in a society that is capitalist, then companies will remain capitalist and we will remain the assets, the products of companies. And that's just the way it works. Mm. So I hope that we as consumers, we as people can take even the smallest steps. You, you may feel like your one effort is insignificant, but that is not true. When you, put, when you take a step forward, people simultaneously are taking steps, taking steps forward with you. And... Collectively, we, we will make a difference. Yeah, that's but, uh, bringing me back, that brings me back to the UPA, the change in 2018 elections. <laughs> oh my god. We had a Wabasan 2020, look at our 2020 now. Yeah. First thing they did when they <laughs> came into the oh, let's postpone it. Let's <laughs> postpone it. <laughs> Malaysia, the country known for losing a plane and procrastination. Oh my god. Yeah, <laughs> and also losing we have so many holidays. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just to uh, shift the, the perspective a little bit, um, we have been talking about animal testing in terms of uh, products that are being sold by big companies. But what about uh, other forms of organized cruelty when it comes to animals? Um, say, like, uh, I believe in India it is very common for an event called cockfighting. Have you heard of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard of both variations of those. <laughs> Cockfighting. Oh, no. Cockfighting, yes. Uh, the, the, the difference is one of it is common just in India, the other is common worldwide. But uh... <laughs> No, cockfighting is also popular in Mexico, right? And uh... yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And also in a lot of parts in the US also. And... For that matter, I think uh, war, just yeah. animal fighting as a general thing. Yeah, like dog how fighting. in the US, they made a whole documentary on dog fighting, like specifically pit bulls. And so, pit bulls have the stereotype of being very aggressive dogs. That's where it originates yeah. from animal fighting. Heck, it was that movie, um, Beverly Hills Chihuahua, where the dog will be forced <laughs> to be in a dog fighting <laughs> ring. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. A chihuahua? Oh my God. A chihuahua. 
you know they they are they are surprisingly very dominant in nature in nature's in nature <laughs> like oh if you God, have a you... pack of dogs like big and small the chihuahua will definitely be the the head of the group you know you know what's funny yesterday jen and i were in a car right and we were talking about chihuahuas and jen just said i could put lena in a handbag like a chihuahua and carry her around and then i said yeah <laughs> lena is both a chihuahua in size and character and now you say <laughs> excuse you <laughs> you said that is surprisingly very true. <laughs> i don't think that's very surprising i see the the smaller the person the louder the noise and the more dominant the personality it is what it is i mean I don't like that you're saying all of this but where is the lie? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god but but um just diverting back into animal cruelty animal cruelty in Malaysia is a real thing and it's very scary because there was once uh, last year where max uh, ran away and went missing and my biggest fear was um the mp majlis pembandaran taking him away and they don't even wait like 72 hours before euthanizing the animals and that to me i amount that to cruelty because there's isn't a proper um there's isn't a proper direction to how we handle stray animals and in this country given dogs cats and and all the stray yeah. that are around. you know just as you're saying that this uh, this reminded me of a news report that i read a couple of weeks ago about an indian guy in uh, in penang right yeah. whose dog was he ran out or something and uh, i can't remember what what happened but he he uh, fought against uh, the 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 body that uh, took in his dog and 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 put him to sleep yeah right? yeah cuz he says that they've killed my dog he didn't actually harm anyone or he had a collar on or something like that exactly yeah because most of the time they dismiss those things regardless if there's a collar with a, with a proper government assigned tag and everything they dismiss those things just for the sake of comp- making their jobs easier and this has been an uphill start since 2015 and i don't know but like take the statistic with a pinch of salt in 2017 there were 15000 worth of fines collected and just the next year that total fines collected from animal abuse went up to 71200 ringgit and that stagger may give the impression that hey the government is doing a good job at you know finding the people who conduct animal abuse but it is also the reflection of the amount of cases that has been committed just in that year and how the fine is not being a good deterrent to the crime <laughs> you know it's funny in the same year 2017 the yeah. european commission reported 10.9 million experiments that were conducted on animals across the europe alone across Jesus. europe alone jesus yeah lena you know, just told me don't take it's like, seriously on one hand it's a peter 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 lena just told me also, don't take peter seriously how do you pronounce p e t a my whole life i pronounced it peta because peta means map in malay <laughs> but now i find out that p e t a is pronounced peter like peter malak from the hunger games and it's not, not even peter. a word it's an abbreviation it's not <laughs> It's like the whole argument between whether uh, the word GIF is pronounced GIF or GIF because the the word the G Yeah, that's GIF pointless. Is, is but but PETA is a organization. I pronounce it PETA like PETA. the way it should be pronounced. But I yeah, don't know like where you two clowns got the idea. <laughs> like like the rap, like the like the PETA rap. 
don't play with me i will google now how to pronounce p e t a go ahead i okay. actually want to learn i actually don't know how it actually is pronounced yeah lena you said 10.7 million uh, cases right in europe alone 10.9 10.9 Just, I I don't know take this with a pinch of salt it's from PETA uh, but they reported 100 so million animals being used in for experiments in the US alone in a year that is 10 times the size 100 million yeah that is 10 times the size in the US <laughs> in, Euro- in the US alone in, in one US country alone. it's like in, how many 10 times the size in an entire continent like exactly <laughs> Uh, of course this includes mats mice rats frogs dogs cats rabbits hamsters guinea pigs monkey fish birds and all but still jesus mm. christ <laughs> we almost Can got to the getting your stomach pumped with lubricants varnishes like how crazy is that it's like people can't imagine it being being conducted on themselves but don't exactly. mind it being done on animals yeah like mm-hmm. foie gras uh, a famous french dish is a uh, duck liver i think But to sauce that mm. foie gras, they actually put a funnel down a duck's throat and shove it in with food to get it at its optimum um, nutrient level. And this hasn't even started to talk about um, the how they sauce. Um, what's that thing? Fish eggs. What's that called? Caviar. Whoa. Oh yeah, caviar. Roll, caviar. Everything. Yeah. Is it <laughs> caviar an egg? I mean, isn't caviar of uh, a type of egg? A fish, fish egg. egg oh, yeah. Yeah. Fish egg. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a type of egg. I forgot what. <laughs> no, I was just going to say that we almost got through an entire episode about animal cruelty without referencing China and their festival, you know, the, where they they kill Which the dogs. Which festival? Because they have a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, dude. The festival where they eat monkey brains. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, okay, like, I don't pinpoint oh China as a own. Like, I mean, most most Southeast countries also have their own weird traditions of traditions. No, but 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 that's my point, right? The point is that you know we had we had this conversation a few days ago where we we um a lot of people don't want to um separate themselves from culture just because of the of the excuse that they want to uh retain culture and and uh protect their culture, and so. It's okay for you to do whatever it is that was in your culture, even if it means that it doesn't adapt to the world today and how it should be and what we think is right today. Yeah. And they don't want to evolve because of that. When when I say culture, you know, I talk about uh, China's festivals. I talk about uh, cockfighting because it has been in in like uh, a lot of cultures for the longest time, and we yeah. see it in movies and people people celebrate it. You know exactly. And this just this also goes through for things outside of animal cruelty, like uh, gender, especially gender. My God, you know, it's yeah. just that in culture there's been a, a certain norm that's been embedded that uh, that uh, there are certain roles for females and are certain roles for males, and people don't seem to want to step out of that in in not just conservative countries but in a lot of other countries as well. And that is something that I think should change. You know, it is okay for you to retain certain aspects of culture, but a lot of things need to be changed. Yeah, I think you know, like the Yulin Dog Meat Festival, it's it's horrendous. But year on year, and year on year, we keep battling and protesting for it. But still, this year it's still going on, and despite the pandemic, it's still going on. Um, India is known for their bull wrangling to find the most dominant male in the villages. There, that was condemned 
but there were more people defending for the culture rather than defending the animals to be protected and for them not to be abused and exploited and in a lot of cases there's just this uh this 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 uh in illogical obsession over preserving culture that they let go of how we should grow and evolve as mankind it's weird i'm going to quote sadguru but like you know he talks about like how we shouldn't just be um biologically uh, ahead but rather we should use the minds that's what sets us apart from animals and why aren't we using our minds to evolve with the times but rather sticking with all these medieval processes <laughs> i i never thought that there would come a day where there would be a podcast episode where instead of me Yuvan is the one who quotes a spiritual leader in uh, yeah, in oh a real world God. context. I never thought I'd live to see the day. <laughs> oh my yeah. God. I, But I it's saw also it the cu- culture that we practice locally. Like how we... In, I mean in the Hindu culture, Indian culture, which one is it? Uh, <laughs> where we bring you know, goats culture. to the temple and then we splash like... water on their face and then yeah. like if the goat Tim- like acts a bit funny then it's like oh it's consenting us to chop its head off without any anesthesia it's like like think about it like uh, someone raised a really good point to me like if anyone splash water on your face you also will shake your head like like what the hell right doesn't yeah. mean you're consenting to me chopping your head off right exactly yeah like, the, it's crazy the, I mean, how inhumane we can be in the name of culture Exactly the, the very famous temple here in Penang itself the Jaranbaru Munisura temple known for almost cutting a goat more than one goat a day throughout the entire year no pandemic can put a halt to that and um, it's insane because based on like i mean having a conversation with amma i don't know to how through this is but i will take what amma says as facts okay she says it's just as equal to cut a pumpkin and in terms of like getting the uh, i can think of the malay word pahala the the good the karma benefits. or whatever the benefit yeah, yeah. yeah the benefit of cutting the good is equivalent to cutting a pumpkin and serving it to to god himself but um it's it's that thing you know it's a stigma to just hold on to that stupid culture of jesus uh. i think <laughs> it's just that people fail to realize animals are animals are living being souls too you know they do feel emotion they feel pain and they feel grief you know and when you actually get to only when you actually get to experience that first hand will you really see a shift in your perspective and uh, that needs to that this this um, this perspective of dehumanizing objectifying oh. animals needs to change yeah I think I I think you said that amazingly because that was the reason why everybody got offended with the dog meat festival right because most people have the opportunity to to have dogs as pets to to be able to build that bond with that animal so all of a sudden when they look at this country and their culture to just killing them and eating them as meat everybody just got triggered and offended by the fact but that's exactly what it is by building that that touch with that touch with those animals is where you start to realize that they are not that different from us and that is why we are not allowed but it's very hard la. it's it's very hard for us to negate uh, these kinds of practices because you know what they've been going on for 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 many years and they have been practicing this uh, as they are as they are part of their culture part of their religion part of their practices for a long time and this is limited just to china but to other places and 
if we were to you know stand up and fight for this we don't be standing up against one body or or a group of, or a small group of people this is a large population you know that we that we be fighting against and they mm-hmm. will have their points about retaining culture who are you to say that what i'm doing is wrong that kind of thing and i just hope la i hope that the direction that the world moves in is one where we slowly uh, remove this gap and um, find a common ground where we can completely uh, eliminate this cruelty when it comes to animals and learning to adapt to what is now good or bad what is now right and wrong because the fact is that there's going to be subjective stances when it comes to what is good or bad or right and wrong in in the world there's so many people so many perspectives but the point is that we have to come to a common ground and adapt with the times as to what can be done to minimize the cruelty and pain in lieu of moving towards a direction where uh where a world just starts to segregate not just animals like right now we devalue animal souls and animal lives because we don't uh, the human race doesn't care what happens to them they don't care about the emotions of the animal and there will come a point if this is true the trend is that it will happen to people too when people have people are starts uh, being seen as uh, beginning to be seen as having no value then who's who's going to stop companies from killing them or exploiting them which is matter of fact is happening already when it comes to big uh, big multinational corporates yeah. right they exactly. exploit them and use them as modern day slaves and all this is not uh, it's not stated it's very much unknown you can find some information online i posted some facts on my uh, instagram story a while back about this but the fact is that people are seeing one group of people as less valuable than themselves and that is the problem and i hope that that doesn't happen yeah me too it it's scary to think it happened before um making some steps uh, my sense is going against it. evolution yeah exactly <laughs> it's going well, against you, evolution i mean technically if you if you're going to talk about <laughs> the darwinian theory of evolution he says survival of the fittest so that's what that's the excuse that these rich rich corporates are using oh if you're not fit enough to survive we have no need for you you don't need to carry on you know oh, so and i I, that, i we meant darwinian evolution in the process that you know how we evolved as mankind to to you know no longer just being about um surviving or or living but rather to you know in, improve on our lives but now we're sort of going back to that No, no no exactly, exactly. my my point is that we we shouldn't we shouldn't try to uh, um to adhere to the trend of evolution in the sense that survival is the fittest we have come to a point where we can survive we have the means to we have we have created the means to survive we have developed technology to a level where we can take care of ourselves as human as a human race now well, now that we have reached this point the direction we should take should be different we should go towards uh evolving in the direction of humanity peace love taking care and making making the best possible environment for not just human beings or not just a small group of rich human beings but for all living things on the planet and that includes uh, plants and and uh, trees you know yeah and yeah, that being said uh, thanks for uh, coming on to this episode uh, lena thanks for um, sharing uh, information with us it, i i really learned a lot and uh, a lot of it Uh, had me had me flabbergasted uh, it really took me aback and uh, <laughs> if, if, you, if you notice yeah. <laughs> i was just flabbergasted <laughs> i was sitting up just staring into the screen like staring into the screen like in shock when you were telling me about what people were doing to these animals to test and i was just 
I just had no words. I had to take a minute to 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 recuperate, and uh, I'm glad that I learned I mean, this today. And I hope that it was something that yeah. I also didn't know about. Like we all know that animal testing is a thing, but we don't specifically know what they do to these animals, which also blew my mind. Yeah, I think. I think it's important that we spend some time of our lives educating ourselves on this. And through this episode, we hope that we helped educate you and push that inquisitiveness to go up and, you know, look up those videos and documentaries and read up more on all of this. And you can even reach out to any of us to get any of the sources that we've used or referenced um, for the matter of fact. But thank you so much. I've learned so much from Lena today. Mm. Uh, I've learned so much from G. And this has been a very, very good episode. I love it. Thank you so much. We hope to see you for more episodes, Lina. And then thank you. Thanks for having me, guys. Yeah. Till tomorrow. Good episode, guys. Till tomorrow. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.